What's up, guys? This episode of Leaving the Ring is brought to you by Wisdom App, where conversations matter. You can tune into entertainment and sports, life and wellness, love and family, business, food and travel, etc. Either join the conversation or start your own conversation at Wisdom App. You can find it on Google and your Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Caballeros. Edition of Leaving Radio. I'm your host, Dave Duenas, with my co-host Brian Fogg here. And uh we got we still got a lot of you know catching up to do here, Brian. I mean, there's a lot of stuff still to talk about in boxing that we didn't even get a chance to catch up on last week. We left a lot of topics on the table, man. Yeah, it feels like we got started and then uh kind of riled ourselves up only to find out we've been on for like an hour and a half. Right. So. An hour and a half of talking, which we normally would do, but you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. We normally do that on our free time. And, you know, then we realize like, oh, shit, we're actually doing a radio show this time here. So we better uh, pack it in because some folks are just going to click stop or mute or never come back ever again after they hear us rambling about <laughs> things in the world of boxing and off the topic of stuff that we end up uh, talking about and stuff, man. But you know what? I, I got yeah. asked an interesting question, bro. Uh, do you start with beer first before the fights begin, or do you start in the main event? I, I don't know oh, your ritual. What's your ritual? Like four hours before. Four hours before, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's an all day thing. Well, it I mean, is. I, I, like nowadays, it's okay because uh, you're getting like six hours of boxing uh, when you get a card. You know, ten years right. ago, it was just uh, like an HBO boxing after dark. You get like one, maybe two fights. Right, and that's it. True. Then you go to bed. Um, I know. Now it's like it's eleven in the morning. I'm gonna sit down in my sweatpants, pop a top, and go for twelve hours. It's great. You know, you know, it's so funny that you bring that up because that's absolutely true with HBO, even with Showtime. Showtime sometimes mm-hmm. will give you three, three, or maybe sometimes four or five. So really, it really, you know, depends, right? But we used to record on VHS. Remember that? The, the, oh yeah. Okay. Put it in the VCR. So we record it, and then go back and rewatch it like six or seven times on the same night while still having some beers and barbecuing. And then like, you know, because you missed a little, you missed a left hook here and a right cross right. here and stuff. So you're able to catch up with it. But God, you know, think back in the, in the nineties, early nineties, mid nineties, it was such a tough, tough, tough job for a fight fan to make sure they were up with the current events that was going on in the boxing world. Right. The, the one I always think about is like uh, Joe Calzaghe. Uh, he fought like he was like yeah. what mid thirties by the time he was even fighting on US TV. Yeah, and if this, if that was nowadays, he'd be on like uh, DAZN or ESPN Plus every weekend. And yeah, true, uh, true. And I I think a lot of the like the US fan hate comes from that too, where they're just like they didn't see the guy until the end. Well, I mean, they had no respect for any of the guys who crossed the pond because they didn't see him. Right. You know, they, they, they him. Yeah, they yeah. So like when Joe. Joe Calzaghe was, you know, mouth enough that he wanted the Bernard Hopkins, the Roy Jones, and then Jeff Lacey, an Olympian, comes along. Uh, most folks here in the U.S. were like, who is this clown? And why is this guy talking so yeah. bravo, you know? But then we found out why he talked so bravo. What he did to Jeff Lacey, I mean, God, there was no more left of the left hook 
after their fight. And there wasn't before. We just didn't know that. <laughs> right. I know. And Jeff, and I mean, Joe was actually telling us that, you know, he was like, hey, this guy, trust me, we're not in the same league. And we were just like, Dude, what is this guy talking about? Have another pint. Yeah. You know, have another pint. And then it was us that were having too well, many we, pints. We know. <laughs> Nowadays, we'd know something like that. Well, yeah. uh, the real deal by by this point. Or like, uh, you know, even like Carl Frotch, a lot of his big early fights, you had to really search for him. Like right. he fought Pascal in like 2007. Yep. And it, which crazy, he's still, Pascal's still fighting. But like, that was a brawl. And it was, I remember it's being on some bizarro network that you'd uh, like pay $10 for. And just right. like, yeah, you know, we kind of take it for granted because we're being spoiled now with just stuff. On a shitty you know, stream, also, got to remind oh, everybody, yeah. it was on a shitty stream, even like though you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, even if you were paying for it, it was still going to be on a shitty sc- uh, stream, oh, yeah. or sometimes you didn't even get the fight. You wouldn't even get it, you know? You couldn't log on and stuff, you know? Oh, it was troublesome for fight fans back in old times. You know, you got to fit. I mean, I remember paying the $5 fee to, to Max Boxing just to read the news or to see interviews that were videotaped. By you know the likes of Steve Kim or Doug Fisher, um, all, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rado Rahim, all those guys that Max yeah. boxing at the time, you know, back in the day, back back in the, the day. day of internet boxing uh, media. But going back <laughs> with the whole, uh, do you do you drink before the fights or do you drink just in the main event? You know, all day. yours is an all day. Mine is like kind of in between. Like I I I can't start too early, right? Because I like to have breakfast, and nowadays the fights come on really, really early. So I get, I get yeah. to have my breakfast, and then I kind of relax. And then the fights that I don't really care for, I end up trying to get some chores in around the house. And then I go and buy – I go off to the store because I'm one of those guy, people that have to buy their – whatever they're going to barbecue has got to be fresh. I just can't have it mm-hmm. like the week before and try to defrost, you know, defrost it the night before, right? So I go buy the stuff, come back, get that ready, and to me – I don't feel like it's a barbecue unless I got a cold one in my hand. So now I'm having a cold one in between. Um, and then I'm, by the main event, I think I'm feeling pretty good, man. I think I'm feeling all right, you know. But, yeah, I would say half of the day is when I get when I get it started. Yeah, I, I can, only, half into the I day, can only see so many uh, Sergio Moore truly commercials before I'm like, you know what sounds good? A seltzer. <laughs> Now, okay, so what, what are the selections? Let me ask you this, okay? Are you one of those folks that like to like start off with one brand and then by the time you know it, it's a different brand and a different brand? Or is it beer and then it, it leads into hard liquor? Or is it the other way around? It's, uh, so I'll rotate my beers throughout the day. I'll you know, go get like a crap beer six-pack and just like pick out singles. Usually by the main event, it's like, you know, it sounds good right now. It's like uh, a vodka rebel. <laughs> or uh or you know rum and coke or something like that and then, right. then i'm thinking oh shit this main event i don't uh, i don't remember the last four rounds like <laughs> for all i know tank tank didn't actually hurt his hand last week for all i remember you know <laughs> <laughs> um uh, no well that and you, know, you gotta eat a little bit and it's just kind of an all-day thing but it, it's tough now that you have fights starting basically at noon every saturday i know we're not used to it i mean i'm not used to it at all and it's something that was on the wish list to Santa Claus for so many years. We used to ask for that. Leave the Too note much. underneath the tree with some with some cookies and milk, right? Like, hey, can we have more boxing? Now that we have more boxing, I'm now trying to fit it into my day. And as adult, as an adult, right, that has things to do, 
I sometimes wish I was back in the early 90s and, or you know, even in the 80s um, when I didn't have much to do so I could stay in front of the computer all day, which there was no computers in those times. But, yeah, you know. Like tomorrow, man. Perfect I know. Example. I, I know. And I got to rush home to try to see, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brown uh, versus, uh, who is it, uh, uh, Better View, right? Better be it. Yeah, that's better be it. Yeah, better be it. <laughs> better be it. I already, already started my drinking already. But no. And that's so, 10 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, with me, it's, I like to get, I would say, I guess it's not fancy, but for Mexicanos, this is kind of fancy. I'll make a, like a, a michelada, you know, and I put all the ingredients and, you know, put the lime and, and I take about a good five to seven minutes to get the ingredients to get going and put it all in. But I tell you what. By the time I have about four of those, it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to have a beer. Don't put no lime, no salt. Just just give me the beer. You know what I mean? Like, I become lazy through the process of what's going down, and the alcohol is finally, like, kicking into the body, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let me just sit here. And then I end up taking the beers out uh, of the fridge because I'm too lazy to get up, and I don't want to miss anything Anything oh, yeah. that's happening in those rounds, you know, like it's, I'm not as, as, as swift as I used to be when I was a youngster, where I used to run to the bathroom in between rounds and take a piss. Now I got that old man stream where it takes me about five minutes. Yeah. I'm like filling up the bowl and I'm like wondering in my head. I'm always thinking like, I wonder if I can make the toilet overflow. Could I make it overflow? Because it sounds like it's about to overflow, right? Then I finish my piss and then it takes about another two minutes of me shaking off any excess off my, you know. I, I, I'll that's have to try to enjoy it. <laughs> that's playing. That's playing exactly. You know, yeah. and then I then I come back and you know uh, try to you know watch the round. So by by all that process, I've already missed like two three rounds. So now I don't do any of that. You know, I try to stay right there. Try to stay put. I try to hold it in as as much as I can. I know it's not good for your bladder, but I but I do it. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, that's what DAZN all that. Uh... That's what the zone in between fights are for, you know? I know. I know. Thank God for, like, pausing and uh, DVR, all of that stuff that oh, yeah. we have, you know? You got you to gotta get a mini fridge in your man cave there. I do. I do. But I'm, like I said, my mini fridge is right here. My couch is right there. But still, oh, oh, I'm still on. like, God, do I really want to get up? Do I really want to like, get up? That's like three steps. I know. Three, <laughs> steps, three steps is a lot, though. When you're just like, I don't want to do it. You know, it's three steps too much like for it. me. You know, when it's only an arm length away to grab another one, you know, from the side. I need to get me like a, a fancy little like uh, ice chest to put right next to me. So I can just dip my hand in there. You know? one, one large step for man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Lomachenko got in the ring with Richard Comey. And uh, it pretty much panned out what we all thought was going to happen, which was, you know, Comey was going to be Comey that night, trying to land the big right, but wasn't going to be successful. And, you know, uh, Loma was going to go and do what Loma does best, which is, uh, I don't know how many times they said this on the broadcast, but it's footwork, his footwork, and his footwork, and his footwork. I don't know what's worse, man, the footwork announcement or Jim Lampley when he was saying, bam, 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 bam. Who do you give the award to? Did you give a, get a load of uh, Lomachenko's uh, calves? <laughs> um, uh, I know. No, yeah, I mean, it more or less went like exactly as we expected. And you see this with so many of uh, Lomachenko's opponents where, you know, first two rounds, Comey was active. He was trying to set up punches. Like third round, he just gave up. 
right? Mm-hmm. Just like looked at it like, what do you want me to do? I can't hit this guy. I can't. Uh, I mean, every time I every time I try to cut the ring off, his feet are three step, steps ahead of mine. I'm not. It's just kind of like a helpless thing. Reminds me of the Walters fight where he just got to that point and he's just looked at He's like, dude, I'm done. I, I got nothing here. The whole narrative of, uh, you know, Comey's got heart. Uh, they all have heart. Sure. Anybody that steps yeah. into the ring has got heart. You know, what I wanted to see, even though he had heart, I wanted to see him dig deep, uh, which he did. He did dig deep, but he tried, it, yeah. he tried his best. But there, there's a difference yeah. of levels yeah. of, of, of skill-wise that we see with certain fighters. And Lomi, Loma was able to numify anything that Comey was going to do to the point that after... Lomachenko uh, hurts Comey. He looks over to the corner, not once, but twice. Like, do you really want to continue? Yeah, Yeah, like, do you guys really want to continue this? I mean, he's outclassed here. Um, And, you know, when we hear, like, oh, let's get rid of, uh, you know, uh, 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 Tilfimo's dad. Let's get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. But I think we should be calling for Richard Comey's corner. They should be getting rid of two as well, man. They didn't do a very good job with him. They should have stopped it a lot earlier. This kid could have left that ring not the same. Um, as you mentioned, right. when he when he fought Easter, he was you know, I think a little bit of that was left in that ring when they fought. But I I sit there and I say, are these guys not watching the same thing that we're watching? Are they not paying attention that you know what, he may not land that right hand? You know what? A lot of his, a lot of that, you know, of whatever he's brought has been kind of beaten out of him. You know, mm-hmm. when does a corner go, we should stop this? Or when does the commissioner get off their seat and walk over to the corner and go, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw especially this out there. Especially in New York. Right, especially in New York. But, you know, throw it out. Hey, yeah. guys, someone, you know, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for you guys to throw in the towel for your guy and save him. You know, but yeah. Lomo, to me, and I even said this on social media. I believe he carried them for the rest of those remaining rounds, letting them reach the finish line. Because I think at any given moment, I think Lomachenko could have got him out of there. Yeah. Um, what? A, yeah. I mean, he could do anything he wanted, and uh, right. I, I would have liked to see seen that fight stopped by the corner, by the doctor, by anyone. Right. Um, it, especially once you see Comey. He wasn't even searching for a big shot at the end. He was just no. kind of looking at it like oh, he's just there to take a beating and get out of there. Uh, but it kind of, it kind of, and I do think Loma carried him. That's it. It reminds me of uh, uh, was it uh, Klitschko against uh, Sultan Abragamov? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Where Lennox Lewis the entire fight was complaining about how Vladimir was carrying him. Yep, and. Uh, Jim turned to Lennox, and I forget what fight he brought it brought up. And uh, Lennox goes, "Well, that guy was a lot trickier than uh, he looked like on TV." <laughs> and yeah. like, uh, so I mean, sometimes it is tricky to just get one of these dudes out of there. That uh, and uh, maybe Lomo was just, I don't know. It didn't seem like he was holding back that much. I mean, maybe it was Comey's power that kept him honest, but it just felt like there was such a talent difference there. It didn't matter. I think after him dropping him and him looking over, I think yeah. Lomachenko realize you know what i see everything this guy is throwing um anytime i you know uh, pivot uh go, get around him his feet are you know tangled up yeah. i i think loma was able to write the script to everything that was going to happen next in every other round 
you know. So that's why I say just, you know, like I think a lot of us felt that like Errol Spence Jr. carried Mikey Garcia you know, when they fought, yep. right? You know, a lot of folks, like, they felt like he stepped off the gas. He wasn't letting his power carry through. This guy was much smaller. But there's a case you can argue with that, hey, you know, Mikey Garcia was dangerous. He was landing the right hand. But with the Lomachenko and Comey, there was more evidence of the of Lomachenko carrying him. Because, pure pure yeah. class difference. Yeah. yeah. Big, big, big difference. It, it really reminded me of Lomachenko of the early you know, before moving up to lightweight division, when he was in the lower weights and he was making guys just kind of quit in a room in you know on the corner where Walters, yeah, right. He he like to me, he's the player with his food. And after Lomachenko hurting Comey, I just saw him play with his food, and it was not by his fault. It was like, hey, I finished the main course. I'm not really hungry. I don't want dessert. Let me get off the table and go play outside. But Comey's corner didn't want to do that. They wanted to keep him there with that plate of dessert. So what did the kid do? He played with it with the fork. So what what does this do to the lightweight division then? I mean, I know we talked about the division a lot last week where uh, kind of a lot of unknown variables, all these young dudes. Right. Uh, we we know who Lomachenko is at this point. He's like uh, 18 pro fights, but, I mean, he's the elder statesman here. Um, right. He's the he's, where, where, He's, he should call. Yeah, where, where I, mean, I would still. Okay, so the state of the game for the lightweight division. If we had to go with the rankings, I still yeah. would put. Loma obviously has to. You got to put him up there. You know, he's still yeah. up there. Uh, Cambosis com- by default? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Cambosis by default. You have to give it to him because he beat, beat the, the man guy. that beat the man. Right? Yeah. And And we don't know how much of distraction was on Teofimo Lopez's part until he gets back mm-hmm. into the ring and how good Combosis is. Uh, you know, right. obviously he had a perfect plan against uh, uh, Teofimo Lopez. Um, and then Lomachenko is obviously still the same guy. Now, so it goes, to me, I think Combosis and Teofimo are the ones that are fighting for that number one spot. But, but, Sure. If push comes to shove, I'm going to have to still go with the Lomachenko because Lomachenko, in my opinion, can beat probably all the other names that we're going to mention except for Lopez at the moment because it looked like Lopez had his number when they stepped in and fought. Right? Who's I, I think he's yeah he's a favorite against every one of those guys. He might even be a favorite in a rematch. With I think so too. I think yeah against Taylor, I think he's still the favorite of all those guys. You know. I think the unsettled score is going to be Combosa and Teofimo Lopez if Lopez is going to want that rematch if he sticks around at 135 to to face him up. Because I know his big plan was moving up to 140 to face Josh Taylor, uh, who's got, he's got a fight coming up right. But that's that. Combosa interrupted that party, okay? Just like, yeah. you know, and, and rightfully so. He interrupted it. I like the fact that Combosa's in the mix now. It makes it even more interesting because it kind of shakes up the division, in my opinion, by telling the rest of these guys, here's a, here's a wild card here that decided that I'm going to really play to win. Where you guys want to play, you know, like not poker. And, yeah. Right. You guys don't want to play poker. You guys want to play, you know, a uh, 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 freaking spade or whatever. They, you know, you don't want to play the real game, the house game. 
<laughs> my favorite part about Cambosis here too, with your point there, uh, he basically what he just like rent an RV and drive across the U.S. go and fight to fight. <laughs> that was great. Because he's still he's still on a got a whole uh, crew traveling with him, like uh, putting on three thousand miles in a month. Like that's that's how you do it. He took his show right. on the road, and uh, he showed up at every one of those fights, and it's just like, I'm here, guys. Let's do it. Come on. Um, exactly. I don't know how if he ever gets one of these fights or with when and if anything actually happens. But uh, like kudos to him, he's trying to cash in. And yeah. uh, I hope one of these end up in Australia. You know, like he says, eighty thousand fans. We'll see if that ever happens. But uh, I don't see why um, not. I mean, he's got all the belts. He's got everything on his side. You know, and it's time for everybody to, to, to you know what I mean to step up to where he he can look. He decided, yeah, he decided to be the road warrior. Like, he decided to be Glenn Johnson. Come over here. Where do you want me to fight? Timothy Bradley did the same thing. Went over to England. Fight the best. Right. You know, he did that. He's got all the bouts. He's the unified champion. If you want a piece of that, then you should step up. Come and get it. Yeah, because you know the Australians are going to show up for his fight over there. And Sydney, whatever. They're going to show up. And they're going to pack house because one of their own did something that, you know, they've been waiting for. He went out there and he beat the man. So, in my opinion, I don't think anybody has any negotiation grounds here at all. Now, maybe Tank Davis does, you know, pay-per-views and, you know, the way they're marketing him and pushing him. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't see that one happening, though. I don't see that one happening either. I don't see that happening, too. You know, but I mean, in all honesty, I know... Teofimo Lopez and them were saying, no, it ain't going to happen. I won the fight. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to budge. I don't want to fight him again. Uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but I think Aram is the one who's going to have the last word about that. Well, and all we heard coming into that fight was how Teo can't make 135 anymore. Yeah. Okay, if that was a reason, whatever. I guess you're at 140 then. Um, Like, move on. Don't tell us that you're going to, you know, drain yourself to – Make a fight when that you really, I, I feel like he was already setting himself up with excuses, I guess, in hindsight. You know what? And I've yeah. always said this to many folks. I remember my kids, you know, you know, uh, when they were fighting, and, um, you know, even I was told this years ago if you, you know, like you show up at the gym and you're like, oh, I'm going to do terrible in sparring today. Uh, you know, I, I remember trainers would be like, well, don't, don't spar because if you're ready to embed that in your head, then you're going to lose. And it always brings me back to like when Holyfield, Evander Holyfield, the great Evander Holyfield was being asked by Sylvester Stallone to play in Rocky III as Clubber Lang. And he turned it down because he said, I lose in that fight. I don't want to have a loser mentality. And I think what, right? And and I think that, like you just said right now, I, I, I agree with you. I think that Teofimo Lopez went in there talking about can't make way, really talking about the future you know, what they're going to do, what they plan to do. And I think they already set them, they had already set themselves up for failure. Yeah. And uh, I, I do think Haney Cambosis is a fight that's doable. Uh, oh, I love to see I mean, that. Love uh, to see that. I can see Haney. I, we know Haney's going to, I mean, get fought in Mexico as a teenager. You know, he'd be right. a first flight out of town, go take that one. Uh, Loma, that'd be another one. That could be, uh, put it in LA or New York or something like that. You're going to pack the house. Um and there, there are yeah. options this division. I, I think this, I mean, I, I know it feels like there's a lot of shit talking and people just kind of staring at each other. Right. But the next year or two, this is really going to clear out. And we're, uh, 
I mean, inevitably, these guys at some point are going to have to fight. There are just too many of them. Well, it's going to clear out who really wants to fight because the other yeah. two questionable guys out there, which would be Davis and uh, Ryan Garcia, are they going to step <laughs> up to the plate? Right. Are they going to step up? I mean, is Ryan Garcia going to finally come out of his own shadow to see whether or not if he's really a fighter or, as Davis has mentioned, he's an Instagram kid, you know, YouTuber. Um, you know what's I mean, wild? What's that? <laughs> Since Ryan Garcia's last fight, mm-hmm. th- this weekend will be uh, Jake Paul's, what, fourth fight? Ooh. <laughs> Who, who's the real fighter here? I know, and he's a real YouTuber. What a an real YouTuber. You- yeah, he's an actual YouTuber. And and he's actually behaving. Give, I got to give him – I got to applaud that. He's actually Granted, behaving he's like a fighter. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, he's gotten a lot better. I mean, yeah. He has. He has. I've, I've seen worse fighters at club shows. <laughs> he's you know what i warm up to the kid to you know for for you know jake yeah. With, yeah, jake paul right i really warmed up to him because just because a few things you know one like you just mentioned he's fighting more often than the real guys that, that actually you know yeah. became pro to try to beat to accomplish you know what uh all the other greats have done this kid paul had no business being part of the sport but saw there's a niche for it jumped in it took advantage of it and he really hasn't dropped the ball of taking advantage of the things that are open uh, and open to be given to him. And he's been doing it. And I got I to gotta applaud that, you know? Yeah, I mean, we know he's nothing special as a fighter. But, I mean, he's a good enough athlete. He's learned. He's gotten a lot better. I mean, right. like I said, I've seen, wor- I've seen worse professionals. <laughs> I mean, that's right. damn fame praise. But, uh, like, it's if you just saw him on another view, though. It's, it's, I know, but Brian, people buy it. I know that, but it's just, the, I, you know, I, I feel the pain of, of professional fighters that are like, this guy's getting pay-per-view money already and hasn't done absolutely nothing. You, you mean you're not uh, you're not buying the pay-per-view to see Jaylion Love fight uh, Marcus <laughs> Oliveira at uh, Cruiserweight? No, no, I'm not. And here's, <laughs> well, here's the thing, like Ryan Garcia, you, 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 you know, turn you, you you turn pro to be a fighter, and yeah, you did get up tons and tons of you know social media following. You should be ripping the page off of what Jay Paul is doing right now. Like you, you, I mean, this kid has the package to do the exact same things that Jay Paul is doing at this moment. But instead, he's not. And I'll tell you why he's not doing it, though, Brian. I mean, let's be fair here. Let's look at the opponents that Jay Paul is facing. Towards yeah. the opponents that Ryan Garcia has got to face. Well, yeah, big huge difference, yeah, but I mean, right? Relative, rel- but I mean, this other kid's at least going to the gym every day. He's learning how to fight on the job. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to last all that much longer. But uh, right. And I know we've talked about that before. That said, I mean, if Ryan treated it like a full time job, we'd see him more than once a year. Hmm. Hmm. That we would. But- you know, um, I'm I'm just waiting for. Look, he makes announcements every time on on Twitter. Um, it's he flirts with us about who he's going to face next. It's just that you know what we bought into it more than once, and now I believe that fans are kind of standoffish of what he's going to do next. You know, where Davis, it's not the question of Davis when he's going to fight. It's the question of. Who he's gonna fight? Yeah, and 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 when's the step up? You know, more like what version of Tank Davis are you gonna see? It's That's not, true. Not so much his opponent is which Tank, 
that is kind of the fun part of this division with all these guys is like uh, you could you can look at each and every one of them and think and you know spot up some weird flaw right away. Uh, Tank kind of has a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Devin Haney doesn't have a ton of pop. Ryan Garcia for some reason wants to uh, trade with guys, and we don't know what he you know what what he's really like yet. Uh, hmm. Teo, I mean, kind of in and out mentally in that last fight. Lomachenko can't handle bigger guys. I mean, they all have something where it's like <clears throat> if something goes wrong or it's a weird matchup, they're going to lose. Right. And that it could be a that's nasty, what makes nasty it round robin. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it even more, even more and more fun. You know, I mean, I, I don't see why guys are not jumping over to want to face tank right now. He looks vulnerable. He doesn't look that great. Uh, he struggled with every guy he's supposed to dominate, uh, you know, where puts into question, where does that leave Cruz now? You know, I mean, he's obviously just like Kambosas fell in there by default. Maybe we'll get Kambosas Cruz. Ooh, that would be good. That, honestly, that'd be a fun, be fun fight. That would be a I'd really be fun fight. Yeah. That's, that'd yeah. be a blast. I, I you uh, know, I, I want to, and I think it just kind of settles down with, is Kumbosa a Hasim Rockman of the lightweight division, meaning that he won the title, but does he lose it in this next fight? Or does he really become a, a true threat in the division and holds on to these titles a little bit longer? I think it depends on how they match him, honestly. Um, Yeah, we don't know if we don't know if he's going to be Jeff Horn, kind of a one-hit wonder, or if he's going to be I think another Aussie, Jeff Fennick, that's around for a decade. Right. That's what makes me so curious for 2020. I just want to fast forward to 2022 to see the schedule. Quit, quit waiting this, around. Right, quit waiting around. Let's find out. You know, Camboso uh, doing that cross-country road trip. You know, um, <laughs> does it go back home and do they, you know, start lining up the names and check off who who's the possibility? You know, are they they back in negotiations to see whether or not Tilfima Lopez it does want to have that rematch. Does he want to go have another go around with uh, George Kimbosa and prove to us that he had an off night that he didn't take him serious? Could that be? Or can Kimbosa be that guy that just has your number? Because every one of these guys, there's always somebody out there that has your number. Junior Jones, man. Yep. <clears throat> he could be a Junior Jones. And, uh, Ooh, poison. Could, yes. Very well could be a dude like that, too. That's yep. just uh, you kind of watch. You usually watch him, and you you just don't see it. And then uh, against a certain opponent, it's like <clears throat> it just meshes up well. Um, Absolutely. What else was last weekend? Uh, last weekend we had Nonito looking uh, like he's turning back the clock again. God, you know this version of Nonito, man, I really really love. He reminds me of the version of Nonito Dornier that knocked out Vic Darchinian, the counter punching. Mm-hmm. Just being sharp and staying humble in the ring. Not outside. I don't care about outside, okay? I like you to be humble in the ring. And what I mean by that is this, okay? Remember when he was put on the pound-for-pound list and you had all the media people just jizzing all over this guy no matter what he did. And you saw a glimpse of Nonito out there taking pictures, being a superstar rather than a fighter that version of Nonito I didn't care for okay I really felt that he needed to be humbled and the only way that a fighter gets humbled is getting a one-sided beatdown 
uh, in the ring. And I wasn't sure who could, you know, could actually get that task done. And by his luck, it was uh, Rigandau. You know, that was wild. That was great. And I think after the Rigandau, and then goes in there with Axeman Walters, and he gets knocked out by moving up. He made the wisest decision, which was one, humble himself, get back to the basics, the basics of what got you there, that made everybody love you, and move back down and wait. And you know what? It's worked out for the kid. <coughs> I mean, who would have ever thought that this guy would be in the did. position? Yeah, be in the position he's at right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we talked about this a lot during that stretch he had. Right. He he was kind of a headhunter by the end of that, where it's like, right, hey, you're knocking out Jose Arce and uh, Matabula, right. and it's like, but it, it's like you can see him moving backwards as a fighter. Yeah. Um, and then getting up to 26, it was uh, that was just too much for him against the top it was guys, big time. Uh, but I mean, generally, you see a guy drop down two weight classes at 35, and it's like. Uh, he's going to Chris Bird himself or something here. <laughs> uh, that ain't going to be pretty. Right. Uh, but it was where he should have been the entire time. Yeah. Uh, and now he's – and now as a fighter too, it's – I mean, he still has that left hook, that Jesus Christ. But, uh, I mean, he's setting up his punches again. He's more of a kind of a boxer punching, a little bit of a counter puncher. The guy who fought uh, Darchinian the first time. Exactly. Uh, instead of the – just like kind of the plotting – throw haymakers until right. you win guy that he turned into. Yeah, you know, he fell in love with his power. He fell in love with his mm-hmm. speed. He 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 actually limited himself with just one punch at a time. And he was trying to spark everybody out of there as quick as he could. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he really left what he was gifted with. Yeah. The older he's got, he, the, the older he's... And I, I love what he said because it's so true. Um, and, you know, in his fight interview after the fight... Uh, which I'm trying to remember the name of the kid that he beat it was also a Filipino kid. Um, yeah. Garbayo. Garbayo, right, Garbayo. yeah. yeah. Um, he said, I've learned so much more the older I've become. And you could see that he has, which is, you know what? My best was when I was the counterpuncher. The best, when I, the best mm-hmm. version of me was when nobody knew who I was. I was just this little right. Filipino kid from San Leandro, California, which is about... Uh, 45 minutes away from where I grew up in downtown San Jose. And that version of him was the one that everybody was like, wow, this kid is special. You know, that, that takes a pretty high, high level of insight for a fighter to do. Right. I, mean, I don't know many fighters that would have the wherewithal to take a step back and say, hey, I'm not doing this right. Yep. And uh, kind of do it on his own. I mean, yeah. He's, kind of, well, he's got uh, his wife. He's got to give some credit to his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty Rachel, sure she told him. Rachel was like, dude. Probably. Like, do you know what? Uh, car bills, house bills are not getting paid here, buddy. You need to get out there and do something. And you, Do you want to take care of your deadbeat family I know. or not? He, he's, all, he's all like, we should come up with a cologne, right? <laughs> She's like, no. You're going to do what's be- what you do best is go out there and you're going to fight your little ass off. Like, okay? like this Honey. guy called the monster. Let's go to Japan. <laughs> yeah. He said, I don't want to fight Godzilla, you know, but he had to. Uh, he looked good this week, too. But, uh, oh, I know. He looked like he always does. But oh, uh, yeah, Jesus. I don't even know what to add to that other. And he just, he just well, I, I want to ask you, who do you think? I mean, look, I, I think that the route they're going to take is go after in your way again. They want that rematch. And yeah. what I've I, seen. I'll watch the hell out of it. I, I want to see it. Yeah. So let me ask you, what, what, what it, how do you think that pans out? The same as last time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, uh, I, it's it's going to be a fun fight. It's going to be a blast. He's going to do a lot of really. I mean, he's going to make it interesting for ten rounds or so. But I, I just think Inouye's younger, stronger, faster. Um, oh, the kid just punches like a freaking middleweight, and he, he does stuff in there. He. I mean, like that highlight we, I saw on Twitter the other day uh, after his fight here. He had that like, uh, what he had a triple uppercut and he followed it with a left hook to the body. Right, and he was watching that like, is this dude playing Fight Night? Like, what's he doing? And he's just so coordinated that he just it just flows. Uh, just, I uh, the kid's all wrong for Nonito. Power. I don't know who gives him a better. I don't know who gives Inouye a better fight than Nonito at that division. I don't know either. I really don't. But, like but that, here's my I'll thing. I'll watch though. it. It'd be a great fight. But here's my thing. Nonito needed the rest. Nonito end up in the uh, uh, in the Boxing Ser- World Series um, where guys we were supposed to face that were pretty tough. Would have took miles off of them, but he ended up fa- facing them because of uh, yeah. you know, injuries or whatever. Not, and the other guys, his other opponents weren't able to meet him in the ring. But uh, this last fight, this last Saturday fight on Showtime, Again, we saw a mature back to, back to the you know in the past uh, you know uh, uh, Nonito Denier that faced the Victor Chinian mm-hmm. right now um, the first time the first time where anyway is still anyway did he learn anything do you think new from facing Nonito because yet. yeah see what I'm saying so I, I'm my I I think I'm more invested in seeing a rematch because the fact is I think that Nonito is showing us how intelligent he is in the ring. The IQ is obviously there because you cannot just be preserved. And I mean, you could be preserved and still show up throwing the same type of punches. This guy's been preserved, preserved himself, came back, but came back to his roots and was able to expose that. Hey, I still got the basics, you know, laid down. My foundation is pretty solid. It doesn't have any cracks here. So my thinking is that Nonito comes back and gives... Anyway, a much tougher fight, and it makes it more even tougher even a, than last time. Yes, yeah. Okay, I think so. Not, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit more tread on uh, Nonita. I mean, those are older legs. It's just uh, that's the pace that Inouye is going to push. You know, he did the first right. time. Forty-year-old fighters at one hundred and eighteen pounds. Yep, bad history there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm it, all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm it. all for it because I want to see. Is there adjustments? Is there something different that he saw uh, with their first meeting between himself and the monster anyway? I, I, I would love, 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 love to see that. And I know I've seen some folks on, on social media that were just like, ah, I don't care to watch it again. I'm just like, damn, you guys don't want to watch shit. That's why you don't like boxing. You don't yeah, it's like, why, what no. do you mean you don't want to watch that? I mean, these are great, great fight. fights. Right. You know, by those standards, man, we've never, we would, you know what, if, if Twitter was around, we would have never gotten Jose Luis Castillo versus Diego Corrales, uh, uh, you know, Morales versus Barrera, uh, Gotti versus Ward. We, we don't have gotten uh, Andy Ruiz versus AJ. We would have never gotten these fights. If Leonard Duran, I already saw Let, it once. Yeah, yeah, you know, we would, if, if it was up to the fight fans of the world on social media, a lot of fights wouldn't, wouldn't have happened or been seen because of the negativity and or the naysayers. I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm convinced half the fans out there aren't fans of the sport. They're fans of like a single dude or a promoter, which is always weird to me, but, uh, right. or, or a hater of a single promoter, 
which is even more weird than being a fa- fan of one. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for the fight. It, it's interesting. I, I just don't see how it goes better for Nonito, um, right. just based on getting a little older, <clears throat> dude in his prime, and just that that that's just all that. And I mean, just the the image of okay, this guy already beat my ass once. Exactly. But we never um, finished so, but, the state of the game. Let, let's go back to the state of the game of the lightweight yeah. division. What's your lineup? What's your pick? Who do you put first all the way down the line? And what are the fights you want to see? Okay, yeah. Uh, by default right now, it's uh, George Cade, number one. There we go. Uh, I'll put Loma, number two, over Tail. Okay. Because um, Tail really, really shit the bed there. Uh, Tail three, Tank four. Just based on competition. Hmm. Uh, Haney 5, Ryan Garcia. Uh, does he, is he an active fighter? Like, I don't even know. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I also do think, though, no one in that group did more in the last year to improve his stock as much as Haney. That's why and I would put Haney. Have, I would put Haney at 4. Wins. I like the list, but I'm going to tell you. Mine would be the same thing starting with the first three. But my 4 would be uh, Haney. I think he's the most improved, and he's been facing the better oppositions. And then would come, uh, I would honestly, I would have to put uh, uh, the pet bull Cruz, Isaac Cruz. Okay, you're putting him in there. I would have to because I thought, like a lot of other folks, uh, I mean, he he gave Tank the run for his money. The even to the point where a lot of folks either felt that it was a draw or he mm-hmm. he got the nod. I didn't. I thought that. Tank did enough to win the last round because I thought that Cruz kind of let off the gas on some of the rounds where when he when he got off a combination, he would back off. Like he would reset himself to try to get back in in the pocket where he belonged. He needed to be in that pocket against Tank. That's where he was doing being he that's where he was most effective. Okay. But then I would put Tank behind him. So he'd be on uh, uh what is it six. And then Ryan Garcia, even though Ryan Garcia beating Campbell should have really skyrocketed him above everybody, but because it was a huge win. But that fizzled when he decided to say aloha, (laughs) and that's it, right? It means hello and goodbye. Hello and goodbye. (laughs) Aloha. Like, no, no, aloha means hello. Where where are you going? The other one. Why why are you walking He's walking out the door. No, come back. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he said he was coming in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, oh, man. He's like, no, my, yeah, he's like I, my Jamaican brothers. When you call them, they're like, hello, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Jeez, what the? No. But, uh, yeah. trying to sell you something, too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, he, oh Brian, I'm saying Brian Garcia does try to sell you something. Every time he says hello, yeah. goodbye, you know. Oh, I'm coming back. I'm going to fight this guy. Hey, Psych. No, no love for Roly in the top ten? God, what is going on with Roley? Did you see all of that? I mean, look, he had the fight. He had the opportunity of a lifetime. Didn't think, honestly, I, you know, Cruz, I believe, gave, you know, Tanky much better, be- much, yeah, much better fighter. You know, uh, Roley throws punches the way he, you know, tries to put sentences together. Um, just terrible. Where it puts him at now, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on with him. I mean, you know, he got, he, you know, uh, a few yeah, women, boxing. yeah, a few women came out of the woodworks about, you know, uh, uh, sexual assaults. Uh, they took him off the pay-per-view card, replaced him with Isaac Pitbull Cruz. And you know what? It's been dead silent out there in the Twitter world. I haven't heard anything about the kid, so don't know whether or not he's coming back or what. It's about, 
TMT is going to do with them now. He's going to come back in a year under a new promoter and it's boxing. They're going to, some promoter is going to act like it never happened. I know. Look, and, and Donna Stevenson, who was a, an ex pimp, uh, and he, I believe he even put a woman in the hospital, right? I'm not even sure, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, if he was able to come back and everybody, everybody uh, next to you, they, yeah. yeah, they ate it up and they swept it under the rug and they, you know, I mean, look, even like Carlos Monzon killed his wife. Yeah. Nobody brings that up. Nobody talks about that. He just mm-hmm. mentioned him as one of the top best middleweights of the world. There are some pretty, pretty disturbing characters in the, in, in Edwin Boston. Valero. Edwin Valero. <clears throat> right. Like, right. My God. Yep. Um, and then, uh, we'll kind of move forward this weekend then, uh, Actually, it's a pretty good weekend. There's nothing that like you know blows me away, but there's a lot going on. Um, tomorrow, better be of Marcus Brown. That's uh, that's fun for as long as it lasts. I mean, what, how long does that fight last in your mind? God, I don't know. I'm thinking about at least ten rounds. I think yeah. it, I, I do. I do think it goes to ten. You know. Um, I think Marcus Brown is going to lose, use his legs. He's going to, you know, make his. Uh, he's going to try to draw it out. I think he's going to try to make Arthur tired. Um, I think it just comes down to this: Arthur cut off the ring. Is he going to, you know, uh, shorten up the ring by doing that and then cornering uh, Marcus? I, I'm not sure. It's really hard to say. What do you think? I think that goes five rounds. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, wow. I mean Brown's been. He's been down a few times. Yes. Against, yeah. uh, I mean, Pascal put him down two or three times. I'm, I'm pulling up boxer to see who else has put him yeah, down. Yeah, but Pascal's speed and awkwardness is really hard to yeah, counter it's, it's a weird away dude from. To, yeah. Weird dude to fight. I, I wouldn't even put that in, honestly, in the, in the equation of, of this guy being dropped. I, because Arthur's nothing like Pascal. He's not uh, that he, fast. He went, he, uh, he went down against uh, Lennon Castillo. Okay. Um, right. Let's see who else here. Uh, he went down against a uh, hot rod. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's and these aren't guys that you think about having that like lights right. out power. Power, right? Uh, I don't know how much power. Be- I mean, better be if kind of has that slow thudding. My it's, God, it's throw. It's really hurt. It, yeah, he's got power. No, better yeah. be if he's got some real serious, serious light heavyweight power. He definitely does. Have. I, I don't. I don't know if Brown has the the footwork, the speed, the kind of just the boxing IQ to keep a guy like better be off for 12 rounds. He's got to bring um, two said, things to the table. Although I, I think he's got to bring his legs, which I'm with you. I don't think his legs are going to be that condition unless that's what they really train for. But I think that tying up is going to be essential in this fight. He's going to have to tie yeah. up better view every time that he sees better view starting to, you know, low stink, stink out the joint, man. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's his, that's his way to victory. That's it. Um, the other part better be of it. I mean, it's kind of hit and miss with him. Like he's had, he's had a few, his last outing. Right, it was kind of like he. I don't know about phoned it in, but sort of like, uh, like this is the guy that everyone's afraid of. Um, the I one think he gets that, bored in there, though. What do you think? Yeah, I think it might be sometimes it. they get. You know, some fighters got they tend to get bored. They're like, "Geez, this is not the fights that I'm looking for. These are not the fights that are going to make me marquee. These are not yeah. the fights that are going to get make me get the Canelo money." You know, which that, is that's the other part, right? Now that Canelo is sort of. Kind of not really with PBC, but kind of talking to him or whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this fight is kind of a. I, I bet I know better. Biev is with uh, y- Yvonne Michelle, but right. 
that all of a sudden becomes a becomes a makeable fight for the winner of this. Right. Um, where you're in the any anyone from 160 to 200 is in the Canelo sweepstakes now. Right. So you look great in a fight like this and against an opponent like that or you look bad maybe. Uh then all of a sudden you're front row seat to get that uh payday of a lifetime. Um Yep. And better be if he does look kind of I mean he's 36. He had a late start as a professional. Right. You don't know when those legs are going to tire out too. I mean, he's not the kind of dude that's chasing you all over, but right. you know, 36, 36, and he had a ton of amateur fights. Exactly. No, so. it definitely it, 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 it definitely leaves the lightweight division up for grabs, in my opinion, for Canelo, if he decides to Light do heavyweight, it. yeah. Right. You know, um, I know the talks of go, moving up to WBC Cruiserweight to face that one uh, uh, champion – was in talks, but that's been squashed because that guy's taking his mandatory. But I think the other person that can stop those talks of Canelo Alvarez jumping up and wait would be the man himself, uh, Alexander Usyk, who said yeah. this past weekend, hey, uh, yeah, if he wants to have a fight at, you know, cruiserweight, I'm willing to meet him there. He even called him a handsome man, which means that, you know, yeah, I, I can make him unhandsome. Um, I think that would probably stop anybody of thinking I can go to the cruise. And, and you know what? After him getting the hundred and unifying the hundred and sixty eight division, mm-hmm. you know, people have you know have been and we're going to answer some questions that have been emailed to us and even on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter asking us a question. We'll answer them when we're kind of done with the content we're bringing up by now. The subjects we're bringing up by now. Um, some question was like, Dave, guys, who do you, who who kind of gets you up now to for Canelo for, for you to want to see Canelo face? Like, who else is out there for to get us up as fans? You know, to say, hey, this is the next big thing for Canelo since he's kind of already washed through everybody at 168. And uh, some folks were like, David Benavides, uh, like there's still kind of questions in the air about that. If that fight, is, he, I no. definitely would watch it. Yeah, but is he is he the threat? We talked about this last week here, though, Brian. We have said, look, unlike Morales and Barrera and Chavez and Sanchez and a lot of other Mexican greats and, you know, De La Hoyas, he doesn't have that nimbus. He doesn't have that one big everlasting mountain to climb, you know, that could really He's put him over guy. the top. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, fighting the unified champion at Cruiserweight, which would be Usyk, that Is would be something. Champion? It's Breedis now. I mean, it's yeah. Breedis, but I come on. He's the he's yeah. the guy. Yeah. The unified and he Who's left. The guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Breedis didn't yeah, beat I, the I guy. You know, he didn't beat I, the man I, to I, be I that blast. Right. right. I mean, the blast. It just doesn't sound real. <laughs> what, what's what's he gonna do? Fight Tyson Fury and then come back and fight Canelo? Like, oh, look what Tyson Fury said about <laughs> Usyk. You know, he's like standing next that. to him. He looks like a middleweight. That's kind of yeah. what Usyk would be saying about. Canelo Alvarez, oh, like yeah, hey, literally a middleweight. He's yeah. literally is a middleweight. Um, but man, do you I talk about? I don't know what 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 Canelo fight gets me like excited. Like that's your legacy fight. Um, other than doing some crazy thing with cruiserweight. I mean, Benavidez is a good fight. Andre Triple G. I mean, I, those are all, even better. Bia, that's a hell of a fight. Or Bebo. Oh, I love with yeah, Bebo. Better, uh, yeah, better. Yeah, those are those fascinating are fights. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, th- those still aren't like 20 years from now. You're thinking, I remember that night he did this. Look, like, no, the shocker, though, was 168. 
Let's 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 say that. Yeah. Here's a guy that started at what 135 to I mean 140, 140 135, yeah. right? Or 140, all the way to 168. Looks like a monster at 168. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he facing monsters at 168? No. Yeah. Let's be no, honest here. Really. Even even Benavides, David Benavides uh, Jr. Good looks fighter, great. not a monster. He doesn't look like a monster. Yeah, he's not the, the scariest. Good fighter, not a good monster. Fighter. Exactly. You know, um, Callum Smith. Real good fighter, not a killer, right. you know. Not a killer. But getting in with the likes of Usyk, that's a different type of monster. It's a different mm-hmm. type of uh, lion to tame at a cruiserweight division if I'm he was to make it. that drop. Yeah. I'm all for that. Sign me up. I'm, I'm, I'm Take my money. I'm sign, man. Like, I, I'd be all over that one. I want to see Don King put on a pay-per-view again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so glad to still see that there's Don King fans out there waiting and salivating for him to make a comeback. <laughs> I, I'm all for I'm all for chaos, right? Like I just I'm here for the shit show. I'm here for the circus. <laughs> um, he, he's not even the worst guy in boxing anymore. I mean, we got heroin kingpins and uh... <laughs> well, Richard Schaefer made his debut with uh, Swiss Bankers, No Needle, yeah, guy. yeah, No Needle Dornier, you know. And, uh, well, you know what? Nonito's got the right man behind him to get him that anyway fight. I tell you that, though. You know, yeah. I think he it, could it, get it, that rematch. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on Saturday as well, across the pond, you had Conor Ben get in the ring and blast out Chris Algeria. Um, knocked him out cold, showed uh, everybody. He really, he really does mean business. That was talking about coming to the States, making his debut here. He reached out to the problem Adrian Broner and says, hey, if I don't get Adrian Broner, give me Mikey Garcia. Uh, what's the other name that was thrown out there? Mike, Mike Danny, Garcia. Danny, Danny, Garcia. Danny Garcia. Give me any one of those guys for the, new, for the step up here at the U.S. for my debut. What do you think about either one of those names that Conor Ben is talking about? And then at top of that, what were your thoughts about Conor Ben's performance over Chris? He's got power, speed, everything. I mean – I don't want to. I think it's easy to watch that fight. And think, holy shit, Conor Ben is the truth. Uh, I also think it was a good time to fight Chris Algieri. I mean, Chris is what 36, 37. He's been semi-retired for five years. He good boxer, but he was never really a monster, even at his best. No, still, never, never seemed to be able to get out of that cage. Yeah, I still get waiting to get a, someone to let him out of that cage. <laughs> um, he's never a punk. love Chris though. Love Chris. I mean, I think he's uh, a yeah, very, great announcer. Great, I was gonna say that. Great Good announcer. Uh, can break down fights. Um, mm-hmm. Got a really keen eye to look at, look for certain things. And I'm gonna tell you this. I thought his game plan and what he was doing against Ben was to frustrate him. To show him, I got a good jab. I do have speed as well. Uh, you know, I can match you kind of for speed for speed with footwork. Um, I think he was planting the seed. Hopefully, something was going to grow from it. But Conor Ben was grow. like, did it was like, nope, going to stop the growth here. I'm going to bring in stronger, winter. Yep. Here comes the storm. Here comes the actual out of the cage right hand coming over the top, yeah. which clips him and gets and puts him to sleep. Um, Great performance. I need more with Ben, though. I need, I need more. I, I, I do want too. to see more. But it's like, I, I think Broner is that. That fight makes sense for him. Especially because if you don't know what Connor Ben has yet, um, right? That's, that's a guy you can look good against without, uh, 
and maybe the name carries more weight than what you actually get out of it. But that's a guy that's there for you to look good against. Exactly. And Adrian Broner's not saying no to seven figures. No. Well, I don't know. He did tweet out earlier today that, you know, boxing is not the greatest, uh, you know, the people involved in it. Um, no I shit. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, you just figured that out there? Man. The yeah. problem? <laughs> you are part of the problem. But, you know, I love Broner. I love Broner. Um, I can't get enough of the guy. I like the fact that. His head explodes. I like the f- I know exactly. I know people <laughs> flip out, man. You know, you have your anti Wilder fans, you got the anti Broner fans here. Yeah, they just can't stand people. everything. It's the same people yeah. make billions. I mean, he is making billions though. Little by little, he's not a billionaire uh, yet, but he, he's getting there. He's, he's definitely. They're all up there uh, rolling back carodometers or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear get our uh, cease and dismiss. Uh, you know about the comments about rolling back. <laughs> Oh, car car salesman's here. Blood, um, blood sucking pigs here. Yeah, I know <laughs> you bastards. You said it again. Um, What's well, Leonard Eller be doing today? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's over there ironing his suit, getting himself ready, nice and pretty. You know, to talk about the numbers and tell everybody how fantastic he does as a promoter. And what uh, kind of barbers you gotta have to get a goatee like that? I've always wondered. I think that's painted. I think it's a tattoo, to tell you the truth. You know? Have you seen that? You could get a tattoo. Yeah. Your hair follicles. I, I, I go 12 hours and my, my beard's going crazy. I know. Uh, that I know. dude's just had this like perfect, really weird goatee. I shaved in the morning and, 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 and look, my, I already got yeah. the five o'clock shadow, you know? But uh, I'm all, yeah, I'm all homeless looking now. But uh, <laughs> well, let me, let me go back with here. Connor Ben here. You know, with Connor yeah, Ben, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I like. What I like about him dropping the names where some fans weren't happy with it. They're like, "Oh, really? Really? Like, what are you gonna get off of beating uh, Broner or Garcia's? Like, what US really? TV? US TV is number one. But also, what you just said a little while ago here, Brian, was what? Which is like, hey, I'm gonna find out how good I am by testing the waters mm-hmm. with these guys. You know, because these are the gatekeepers. I think I like the fact that where his mind's at. Hey, let, I don't want to make too big of a jump. Step up. Yep. Let me let me step up gradually. Let me fill out the division. Let me come over here to the states. Let me make people acquainted with me that don't know who I am here at this in the states. I like that he's bringing up three names that are very credible and know he knows yep. that he's going to put asses in the seats. Broner definitely still brings a crowd because Broner, honestly, yeah, he's not really in a bad fight. It's not all, you know, uh, he, yeah. he's not been known ever really being a bad fight. He comes not just with his mouthpiece, but his, his, yeah, has his punching output have been reduced. Absolutely. His little something body weird, frame. Something weird always happens. Something weird always happens with a kid. Okay. You still got Mikey Garcia, who he just came off a loss. Um, he was saying, hey, listen, you know, we had some problems, couldn't make weight, or et cetera. I forgot everything, you know. Uh, was eating too many uh, tortas and quesadillas, whatever the case was with, with Mikey Garcia. Mikey still got something to prove, okay? Then you got Danny. Danny's never in a bad fight, okay? No. He's never. He, I mean, I still thought that he gave a great effort against Spence, you know. I mean, he was landing his right hand. Uh, he just couldn't. The old saying in the sport if you ask trainers, is the famous saying is like they can't pull the trigger. Freddie Roach said this about De La Hoya before he got in the ring with Manny Pacquiao. He can't pull the trigger. Danny Garcia is in the same light. Just can't pull the trigger. So it's a good, right. good opportunity for Conor, Conor Ben to go out there 
and get a hold of Danny Garcia. And the other thing that Danny Garcia and even Mikey Garcia is, or even Adrian, is they've never been knocked out. Broner, has Broner been stopped? No, he hasn't. No, he's never. He's been dropped by Madonna. Dropped, yeah, okay. And rocked pretty bad, <laughs> but he wasn't stopped. I always, you know what's yeah. funny? I always forget that. I always think that Cheeto Madonna knocked him out, but then no. I'll go back and watch it. I'm like, holy shit, he didn't get knocked out. If I remember right, that 12th round was like uh, was an all-out brawl, right? It was yeah, both all-out war, and that was in December. Believe in what, 2015 yeah. or something this, like that? Th- this week? six seven years ago yeah that's yep. it man it feels like yesterday but uh exactly. uh yeah i i think those are the right fights for counter ben like those are the that's the level it's like a it's like a half step up it's marketable you get in front of american fans it sends a message that your goal isn't to just you know fight around the uk and kind of mid-level european fire fighters that are signed with the sourland brothers <laughs> um you're coming to fight real guys you're yep. going to go to their hometowns or home markets, draw a crowd, and look good. Because these are these are three guys he probably looks good against. Um, yeah. You know, Mike, Mikey's a little on the wrong side of it. Adrian's on the wrong side of it. Uh, Danny Garcia, uh, I think he's still maybe got it after the Spence fight, but we don't know. Uh, but, yeah, for a guy that can't pull the trigger, that's who you want to look good against. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if Connor Ben can just – spark out guys like Chris or can mm-hmm. he do that to gatekeepers big, big that, are, that yeah that's regardless of what you know I, to me Mikey Garcia uh even 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 Danny Garcia still have more left in life than than Chris Algeria because Chris has no power you know I mean your your hope was that he was going to outbox Conor Ben you know, that was the hope that he was going to just go be a one-sided boxing lessons. But I thought that even that was far-fetched, okay? But going in with, like, Danny Garcia, strong possibility. Danny lands that big right, which he's not shy of throwing himself. He throws it. And Danny's got a lot to fight for still. I mean, he's a win away from being back in that mix. Exactly, you know. So, you know, Danny's gonna, Danny Garcia uh, is going to come to to stop this kid from having his UA, USA uh, debut. Uh, with Mikey Garcia, it's a little tough because he's a smaller guy, but Mikey's ring IQ should probably keep him in the fight. Um, you know, I, we just don't know if Conor Ben's power is that real to withstand the right hand when landed by Conor Ben, who's a, who was a much bigger, more fluent. I'm, I'm trying not to read guy. too much into Mikey's last, last performance there, but uh, that was bad. <laughs> it was bad. You know what? So here's the thing, okay, about Mikey. I like Mikey. I've always loved Mikey. Thought Mikey's greater days with lightweight division. Imagine if Mikey would have decided yeah. oh, to stay yeah. there. Those were to me, those were the, the more yeah, he would have been a major star right now. Okay. Um as a welchweight, as a guy that wants to fight at 147, his body frame just does not carry it very well. You know, even when he stepped in with Errol Spence Jr., he looked overweight to me. I was like, man, he looks really kind of pudgy and stocky. It just doesn't look the same, you know. And, uh, yeah, he needs a new – you know you know what he needs to do? He needs to have a sit-down with Nonito Dornier. Nonito needs to talk to him and say, look, I, there are better days we're back in lightweight. Go back. 
Trust, when I, trust me. I know what I'm talking now, about. Now, 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 Nino, now, Nino did something Mikey never will do, and that's leave Robert. <laughs> well, Robert wasn't really with him, but yeah, you're right. No, yeah. But, I mean, it was get a fresh set of eyes in here. Yeah. Um, and that, that helped. Yeah. And I think for, I think more fighters should look at it. I mean, should be uh, looking to get a fresh set of eyes if you look stale after that many performances. But, yeah, Conor Ben, I'm – I want to see more. I mean, that's that's for sure. I I don't. I guess I didn't realize until about a year ago that he was more than just a name, right? Uh, that, that he was that he was a real prospect. No, I agree. Um, you know, until maybe a year ago, it's like all right, but you know, we've already had a Chavez Junior, uh, a little bit higher level Chris Eubank Junior, guys like that, where you're just kind of like, yeah, I see it, but it, not really. Uh, and then. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. I, I'm I'm actually excited. Well, about excited being the word, but uh, um, Parker Chisora on Saturday morning, and uh, Gengora is on that card. Uh, I'm just hoping Parker Chisora doesn't put us to sleep this time. Uh, you know, seeing that, I mean, the thing about Parker, man, is you got to force him to fight. If you don't force him to fight, he, he's just gonna he's gonna be Parker, which is gonna use boxing ability. You know, and he's going to box. He's going to do that. And uh, I don't know. I'm not. Chisora still has, still has the foot speed, or I mean, like, still quick enough and still has the hand speed to make that interesting. Or is it hunting for an overhand right and knock I, on wood, something happens? Yeah, I think that's what it just comes down to. You know, you know, unfortunately, the longer you stay in the ring, the more wars you've been, you know, you've been engaged in sometimes your body just your reflexes are just not there to do the things you used to do before. And he's been, he fought, he fought Vitaly. (laughs) I know. I know that's how far back he comes, you know? And, uh, you know, when I, I, you know what, I think we, I just want to get past this one already because, you know, Parker still is still a, a major player in this heavyweight division. How much of a major player? I don't know yet, you know, but in my opinion, if he wants to get back in the if any talks of facing any of the top guys, it's even like facing Wilder or somebody like that. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I think he needs to make a statement that he can be exciting. That's going to want to force people to want to see him get in there because right now there's really no talks of this rematch. I don't know if you're seeing. Not, no. Nobody's really, really caring no, two really. shits about it. The most interesting fighter on the cards, Gengora. <laughs> right. um, who I, well, I think is a blast to watch, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, with Parker too. I remember when he was coming up, he was kind of an animal. Like his fight oh, with Andy dude, Ruiz. Was, oh yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was really high level stuff. Um, he was looking to. He behaved like a puncher. Yep. And I don't know if like that AJ fight turned it off. He's had a few even before then where it was just kind of like this guy. I, I think I, I think, think Ruiz forced him to fight though, and that's what I mean. If yeah. you don't force him to fight, he'll stay on cruise control. To outbox AJ him. didn't force him to fight. Yeah. He, it was just ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, it, it was, was ugly. ugly. I think, though, too, the right hand made him reluctant, saying, like, oh, I don't know if I want to get in there and mix it up with him. Um, Huey Ferry, that was ugly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Reminded me of how much I hated the early 2000s at heavyweight. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, that might be one I just have on in the background while I'm doing something else. Um, I'm going to watch and, it. Definitely going to watch yeah, it because, yeah, yeah. you know, as you know, anything can happen in a heavyweight fight, you know, and that's why we watch yeah, the fights. Oh, yeah. 
You see theater of drama, you know, so, you know, I'm going to watch it. And then the best card of the weekend uh, Zerto Ramirez fighting Uneski Gonzalez. <laughs> he said, "Eventually, it is going to be a fun fight." That's a that's a blast. I don't care. Like I, I get that both guys really aren't that great. They're but, not. Uh, that's what's going to make it fun. It's, it's be a, yeah, I mean, uh, Lamont Roach is fighting Renee Alvarado. That's a fun fight. Um, that's about all I really care about on that card. <laughs> but um, Zerto feels so like pressured. You know, when bringing up the name Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, or like, what do you think? You know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's only a corner around he's the good. corner. He's good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, but I think that fight would eventually happen. I hope not. Um, and uh, it's just like, <laughs> Golden Boy knows. They they want that fight. They they oh, yeah, yeah, they, they got to cash they, him out. They, they got to cash him out. You know, you took him off of Top Rank's hands, which Top Rank was happy to wash their hands from Zordo. Like, hey, uh, have him. Yeah. Matter of fact... <laughs> Matter of fact, under, let me pay you. world champ. We right. don't even want him. Matter of fact, let me pay you to have you know. him. Exactly. Undefeated world champ, and they're just like, yeah, we really don't want him. Yeah. Um, Take him, please. I mean, Zerto Canelo fight in Guadalajara, put it in the Chivas Stadium, like, that's 70,000 people. Like, that's a, that's a fun time. That that has to be, like, the ultimate. That has to be the end goal of him, right? Like one I would, big I would, it just, would be the biggest. Yeah, I think it would be a major event. It'd be a major, major, major event where 80% of Mexicanos that will go to this event won't even know who Zordo is. They'll be like, oh, he's, he's Mexican? Oh, shit. I thought he was a Puerto Rican kid that kind of was getting in the ring with, you know? Right. Man, six foot three. I thought he was Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't How come I never heard of him? Def- definitely Cuban. Doesn't have wait, 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 wait. That, that's, that's the neighborhood kid that walks around here? I thought he was a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought bad, that was huh? the I thought that was the uh, the primo the uh, Sebastian from Fora, you know. But yeah, <laughs> right. his fat cousin. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. No, I, I, no, this weekend I, with you and Esky Gonzalez, that, that's a fun fight. Like he's gonna throw bombs. He's not. I mean, he's probably forty five years old uh, with the Cuban fighters. But um, like that's a and. The, I'm all over that. Like that, there's gonna be some bombs. Uh, I guess UNESCO's coming off a win over Tommy Carpency. Uh, oh wow, he had three years off in there. Okay, that's why they picked him. <laughs> right. Did, didn't realize he had three years off uh, in the middle of that. Right. And that, then uh, Lamont Roach and Renee Alvarado. That's a fun fight. Yeah, um, we got some fun fights Renee, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Renee Alvarado's the kind of dude that uh, he can even make Lamont Roach fun. I like Lamont, to tell you the truth. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was you or somebody was telling me they didn't care for him. And I was like, why? I can't be the only one. You know? Really? I mean, I, well, yeah. I, I don't think so. I think Lamont, I mean, Roach comes out and he fights. You know? it's Maybe I'm just thinking back to his fight with Herring. It just stunk. Right. It did. That one did. It really did. But I think I like ugly. the kid lets his hands go. Um, look, he's not going to be one of the marquee guys. I think he's just one of the fillers. But I, I like watching some of the belts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Anybody what, can win a belt nowadays yeah. in, in boxing. There's so many yeah. belts out there. It's so hard. You know, there's uh, trophy appreciations, you know. Thanks for uh, participating trophies, you know, and boxing. Uh, it's, show, it's, you're, show, you're showing your age. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I know. And then the other one here that's kind of interesting. Well, 
Uh, Sinisa Estrada is on the card, and yep. so is Marlon Esparza. Not fighting each other, so I'll keep moving. Um, I'd love to watch them fight uh, uh, just over and over again. Like, what's the? I, I just don't understand why we need to. Uh, I, I guess with Esparza, it's like we kind of see what her ceiling is. And Estrada, I think she's she's a dog in there. Oh, she's yeah, she's badass. Yeah, so, she's, no, she's badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Esparza is. <laughs> I know. But uh, let's see. The one that Katie Taylor should be fighting is going to be on underneath your boys' uh, card. Uh, uh, Amanda Nunes. She's going to be fighting on the undercard of of Jake Paul. and uh, oh, Amanda Serrano. Yeah, yeah. Amanda Serrano. Yeah. That's what I said, right? No, I said Nunes. No, oh, my said God. Nunes. Yeah, my bad. Thinking Serrano, MMA, man. Yeah, Where's yeah. I know. Woof. Jeez. Almost lost it there for a moment. You know, but yeah, she's going to be on there. I'm hoping that that fight eventually, you know, materials because that's all a fight that been waiting. I, I, it was supposed to happen about a year ago, remember? But the COVID had a, other plans COVID, for it. it. Pre, Pre-COVID, wasn't it? Right. That, uh, they were like uh, working on a date or something. And yep. then it was, uh, you know, here comes this virus. It's killing. Yeah, the virus is like, hold up. Beep, beep. Pump the brakes here. Right. We're going to stop any of negotiations. And they went off their separate ways. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, a lot of hype for it. Now, yeah, I don't know if there's that same type of feel for the for that match, that but I'll tell you what, I want to see it. That could have headlined a big card too. Could have, and yeah, with Taylor, I mean, she packs the house in the UK. Absolutely, um, I'm all for it. New York, I mean, she what? brings a great crowd. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that'd be a, oh yeah, New York, uh, <laughs> an Ireland uh, Puerto Rico fight in New York City. That would have been a blast. Absolutely, put it at uh, put it at the Garden. Uh, what a what kind of what sort of crazy uh, crazy questions we get this week? Well, before want, we get into uh, the whole crazy crazy question, this I want to talk about a little bit about the heavyweights here. You know, okay. on I'm Saturday right. night for the ESPN Plus uh, for the birthday big baby. big for a big uh, big birthday party for Bob Arum, he had the big man himself show up six nine Tyson Fury to sing a few tunes there for Bob Arum, Godfather Bob, and uh, but there as well was. <laughs> Alexander Usyk, who won all the straps from AJ. And I, I thought it was hilarious and interesting what Tyson Fury had to say because they both were standing next to Bob after uh, during the Lomachenko and Kony fight. And uh, this, is what ta- well, this is what Tyson Fury had to say. He is a very good boxer, but we were, were in company over here the other day. He looked like a middleweight next to me. Shots fired. Okay. I think so, he's showing what he thinks of Usyk. What do you think? First thing, uh, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, how sober was Tyson Fury? <laughs> I don't know. I would, have to say, I, mean, I would have to say 9 because he got up there in the mic, man. He's just way too comfortable with that man. mic, and he gets to start singing away. And, you that, know. That, dude was on a, that dude was on a bender. Like, reminds I, I me of Smokey Joe. Dude, he reminds me of Smokey Joe when he does that. Like, Smokey Joe, I remember getting him on leaving the ring. You know, rest in peace, Smokey Joe. Getting him on leaving the ring. And you couldn't get a, a, a question answered by him because he would start off everything with a song, you know? And it was like, you know, Joe, what about this? Oh, my loved one. It was like, oh, shit. Uh, and that's what – I think that's where Fury's going to be, man. By the time Fury hits like, you know, 50, 60 years old, you're not going to be able to ask him anything because he's going to be singing his way through all the, the answers to your questions and stuff. But 
Joe yeah. Joe Lewis was a Vegas greeter. Um, yeah, they're going to move Tyson Fury in the old Elvis room. <laughs> I think you do great too. Yeah, How you doing there? How you doing there, little lady? Thank You're you. Thank you very very much. Thank you much. And he, dress, he certainly dresses like he belongs in Vegas. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he does. But, but no, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's trying to play. I mean, he's trying to play mind games with Keith Usyk. I mean, that's that's who Tyson Fury is. He's a goofball, he really? but he's all he's. I, I think that's what he's doing. I uh, he's trying to size him up. And yeah. uh, do you really want to get in the mind of Usyk, though? I mean, I just look at I the don't. guy. And he, I, you know, he's like those that's one of the dudes you him. can't look in like in his eyes. You know what I mean? He's just like he looks crazy, but you can also tell he's got a great sense of humor. You know, you see some of the shit Fun. that he tweets out and puts on Instagram and he was even on TikTok yeah. for a short bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. He seems like the kind of dude you can't face. He's just like, hey, I break you. <laughs> it's like, I bet you will. Um, <laughs> you you yeah, do a you prank know? on him. Do it. He laughs with you. He goes, oh, hey, you know, I'd go to it to yeah. later. You know, I'd go to it to strangle <laughs> yeah. you to death. Okay. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, it's like he, he's not the kind of dude that's just going to get phased by something like that. It's going to be a hell of a promotion, when and if and someday when that happens. Oh, I know. But like, uh, first, he, and you never know how much Tyson Fury, Fury is thinking through things before he just does them. He just does it. Come on, he just, everything he yeah, does moment, is just like moment. it's impulsive. This he can't cool. help himself. Boom. Right. Dressing, I'm going to dress up like Batman. I'm going to dress up like Batman and just show up to the press conference. And just how, start. how long does it get? Do you think it takes to get a Batman costume for a six foot nine guy? It didn't um, even fit him, bro. Come on, it, it didn't <laughs> even fit the guy. You know, he's like high waters from I don't know when. You know, it was like they, literally the the oh, end man. of his pants were like right over his knees. You know, but <laughs> like fishing waders or something. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't care. That's you know what? If you're, I don't understand how you cannot be a fan of Tyson Fury. First off, okay, or either one of these guys. Yeah, it's great. Know. Usyk is a different type of goofball than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is like silly. I think Usyk is just goofy. Like he doesn't mean to be yeah, goofy. Yeah. He's just goofy. Like you know, he's he's funny. He's one of those dudes. You you know, you're not laughing at him. Like, you're laughing with him. You know. Yeah, I, like all five top five guys in the heavyweight division, they're all a blast. Yeah, like baby, Deontay, dude. Just, how about how about baby? All in on little big baby. Little big, big baby. Little baby showing up like a pimp. Pimp of the year, yeah. you know, boy, that was a great you know, interest. Exploded. He, uh, I mean, yeah, he fought a, fought a sack of potatoes, but I, I'm all, I'm all here for it. He's a heavyweight with fast hands, yeah, um, bunch of power. It's like, let's see what happens. I mean, they're moving him up slowly, but I love the fact that they're moving him slowly though, because well, it lets well, but him every two months, right? But it also lets the people see who he is. For number one, um, he's showing personality. Number yep. two. And it's building them confidence. I think what yeah. what happened a lot in boxing, and this is like the question for most folks, like what happened to the American champions, the, the heavyweight champions, or what happened to the heavyweight division? Well, everybody was in a rush to try to replace Mike Tyson. Remember that. Because people forget about Lennox Lewis and even Klitschko's, you know, Latimer. They forget that these guys were running and they were, they were kings of those eras. Great. Right, they'd be great champions. But, but you ask USA fans, they don't know who the hell either one of those guys were. Okay, So I think them going back and saying, you know what? We need to do what we used to do back in the club cards. Let these guys gradually build. Let them get there. Because none of them have that, that medalist 
pedigree to bring to the table that's going to attract USA's, USIs to go like, ooh, like, you know, like an Andre Ward with a gold medal, uh, a, a Leonard, Holyfield. These guys, they, they don't have that medal. So what you do with Big Baby is, hey, put him in there as much as you can, but I'll also yeah. let him show his personality. And I think him showing up, showing tribute to his friend who was a pimp, uh, um, it made one, it made you laugh. I, I thought it was great. I was cracking up. Awesome. I enjoyed yeah. the performance. Then he goes out there. And he puts the guy to sleep right away. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, a sack of potatoes, but he baked it. Doesn't matter. It looks good. Looks yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like he was at Wendy's. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you look back at like Mike Tyson coming up. He was on those Thursday night cards like once every three or four weeks, right. uh, you know, like once a month coming up. People got to know him through these kind of cards. It's cool to see uh, uh, Anderson go through this. And, yep. I, I do want to see him start stepping up a little bit. Like, I mean, it's got to be got, at least a guy so that's going to give you six or seven. So yeah, impatient. I, so impatient. I mean, like, how about a guy that can give him six rounds? You know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not asking for the world here. Um, well, he's going to eventually meet somebody that's going to end up giving him those rounds. Um, yeah. You know, he's going to. But you know what? Every everybody, honestly, I, I think the way they've been building him up he's been answering every question that you need to know yeah. he could have played with his food I, I think, he could have like eh, let me back off let me just try to get him out of there let me just get him out of there really quick no he always goes in and is strategic in what he does oh, yeah. and that's what makes him special makes him special in my opinion yeah i i i think he's the total package at least yeah. he has the tools for it right. um i mean he already trains with tyson fury every day so you yeah. know he he knows where he is compared to a guy like that, right? Um, so in his, in his mind, he knows already where he is. Oh yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I I think he could be and an American heavyweight that is the total package like that. I mean, just in the last couple of years, we saw how popular Wilder became uh, and how much money he was generating. Just imagine if we had uh, had an American heavyweight that did have a total package like that, who people got used to at a young age, kind of like watching an NBA player play college hoops. People fall in love with them in March Madness. By the time they turn pro, they're, they're a superstar. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's all, but yeah, got to keep moving them up, man. Got to, got to get a little better competition than that guy. Absolutely. And a couple coming weeks and all that, we'll definitely uh, bring up uh, our heavyweight report, what we think and stuff. Hey, just, before I forget over here, because I, I did forget about mentioning this in the beginning here, but this uh, this show is sponsored by, Jesus, what's the name of the app already? Well, now I'm going to have to just put it in, dude. I can't really remember the name of the app. With, with, with Wisdom? Wisdom. This show is sponsored by Wisdom app where conversations <laughs> matter. Jesus. I'm, de- I'm going to have to edit it in. Anyways, uh, yeah, this show is sponsored they're pay- by they're Wisdom. They're paying us a lot. They're, I know. They're paying us a lot to say this. Wisdom app, which you can find me there on Mondays, uh, Monday nights at Leaving the Ring. Uh, get on there for about 30 minutes, talk, talk a little bit about boxing. Uh, upcoming weeks, we're going to bring up the heavyweight report. Also, next week, we're going to talk about the state of the game in the welterweight division because there have been some questions asked in the Leaving the Ring Gmail. If you always want to send your questions or just a statement or just say what's up, you certainly can. You dirty can reach pictures. us. <laughs> dirty pictures. The, the other kind, though. Um, you can send it to our Leaving in the Ring Gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out, reach out to us on uh, Twitter, myself at Leaving Ring, and you can find uh, Brian Foggs at 
Fogs. What is it again? Say your hand his name up. I always forget. Uh, he don't even know. Foggy skies. Foggy, foggy skies. skies. At foggy skies there. Okay, really quick for Twitter. Uh, Big Rich, he didn't know we were coming on today. Um, doing a pre-record here, but let me answer his question. Big Rich asked. He said, "Hey, rewatching the Wilder Fury three. Do you think Wilder starting fast gassed him out? Do you think it gassed him out there, uh, Brian? What do you think? Yeah, but uh, but like, what else was he gonna do? <laughs> Right. It was uh, uh, the longer that fight goes, the less of a chance he has to win. Um, I mean, Wilder is who he is, and that's you know the best puncher I've ever seen. But that also, uh, you know, we just put it all out there and see what sticks to the wall. Kind of like, uh, I mean, literally just going out throwing haymakers. Like it's like keep it simple with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he gassed out, but I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it made any would have made any difference. I think that was his only chance to win was to uh, start fast and see if he can uh, land that uh, land that punch that takes Fury's head right off his neck. Yeah, you know, you know what I think here, man. I don't. I, I think a large part of him gassing out though, in in whether it was the first few rounds or it was going to be the late rounds of that fight of all three encounters. I don't know what you think about this here though, Brian. His legs are so skinny that they, it's hard for me to even think that he's going to be able to carry that upper weight that Wilder came in has. bigger too. Yeah, he came in much bigger. You know, he's very heavy top. Um, I, I think if they're going to practice on conditioning wise to go twelve rounds and not huff and puff the way he was doing in that that fight with uh, Tyson Fury, and, and he wasn't huffing and puffing just in that. Fight, stand that fight alone. It was the first and second one as well. Um, they really got to work on his legs. He needs to really get what a really uh, uh, known conditioning coach that's going to actually balance his the proportions in his body, the muscle. Okay, bringing some of that do, heavy do top to his legs. Right, <laughs> do some squats. You know, do more running. Uh, you know, do, do more things that are going to make you still still obtain that explosiveness that you have with that right right hand but add a little bit to it, but also how about, you know, building those lungs so that you can, yep. your intake of, 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 of oxygen, you know, and here, here's another thing. <clears throat> Even, What's changing? Well, it, a lot of things could change. 35. He could have stuck. Yeah. But that's not going to take him years to learn. That's the, that's the good thing about it. Something like that wouldn't take years to learn, but the thing that would take years to learn is learning when to learning spots to breathe to take deep breaths in. And mm-hmm. this is something really that it's, it's a lost art in boxing is learning how to breathe. And I was going to bring up in with singers. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was in the I was in the music circuit for years and years and years and singers, even now, even rappers nowadays would tell you there's truth to this. That's why you get a, a, a singing coach, a breathing coach, because you got to learn how to take deep breaths in between certain things. If you're going to sing or you're going to, you know, have a long drawn out, um, you know, speech or anything like that, right? You got to learn when to pause and take a deep breath and then and reserve it and then let it go. Same thing in boxing. You got to find those little pockets to breathe. And Wilder could have probably sustained that plan, that game plan he had in the first three, four rounds that I thought it was a good game plan, which was it right. interrupted the flow, the movement of Tyson Fury by going to the body low. Um, if he was able to, to, one, have better leg conditioning, and two, learn when was the right moments to take a deep breath. 
when when to take a so, deep breath and take it take it back. I, I know we're thirteen years into Wilder's pro career, but right, it, it, it feels like every time we talk about him, it's still if only he could learn this or True. change up one thing. It's like the guy's been a pro for thirteen years. Um, I mean, like some of these things, it's like he, we still look at him as such a project, and he um, is such he is, a project. But he is, he certainly it, is. And it's like, uh, it's like, it's just bizarre to me how Wilder as a fighter is hard to explain to me. He's another guy that needs to go to the Nonito Dornier boot camp. Nonito Dornier needs to start a boot camp and stuff. Man. Bring all the guys that don't want to face <laughs> the mirror, look at themselves in the mirror, need to show up at somewhere in San Leandro, California. I think that's, is that where you're still living at? Uh, in the Bay. Go over there and Nonito, this should, this could be your retirement plan here. After boxing, you start a Nonito Donier retreat. Hey, find yourself the way I found myself. Up in, up in the hills or yeah. something. Find the old you or the new you by just coming in for seven <laughs> days with me, Nonito the Flash. Take you back to the past, Donier. Sounds like one of those cults from Tiger King. Man. <laughs> I love Tiger King. Oh my god! <laughs> I love that stupid show. It's so great. Oh, no, no, no. I binge oh, yeah, right through it. it. Is. It's fantastic, oh, but it's man. awful. It is Not great. a proud man. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, okay, here goes from another one here from uh, uh, Brian. Got, let me pull that up over here really quick. Um, from Colorado. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, love last week's show. Glad to see you guys are back talking boxing. My quick question. Errol Spence and Crawford. Do you finally see it happening now that Crawford has left top rank, or is it really Spence? I seem to believe Spence is the one that's been avoiding the big fight with Crawford. You know what? My answer to that is like anybody else. I do not know. Brian? I wish I knew. Maybe now we can start to find out. Um, in, in my opinion, leading up to this, I mean, there's more than one guilty party. It's Crawford, Spence, Amen, or uh, Heyman, Aram, uh, pretty much everyone. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. Now they're out of excuses. Bud, maybe Bud starts to see that clock ticking out a bit and thinks he needs to cash in on it uh, at his age. But uh, we're going to find out who's kind of who's chicken, who's duck, um, who uh, maybe it's neither. Maybe it was the promoters uh, the entire time. And the two of them are just kind of looking at each other waiting. Uh, Maybe one of them really doesn't want them. We don't. We don't know. And uh, we don't. We really I don't, know don't. What to expect either. But I, here's the I, good sign, though. Let's let's put this out there. Here's the good sign that I think it will happen in 2022. When it happens, I'm not sure. I think it happens late. You know, mm-hmm. uh, late summer of 2022. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that because the Porter fight was a good mm-hmm. step forward for Crawford, and then after that fight. What did Crawford say? You know what? If Bob couldn't make it happen when he was with me, what makes him think he can make it happen when he's not with me? That tells me that he's looking into the future, realizing that's why he didn't renew the contract of moving on with Bob and top rank because he sees like, look, I I probably have a better chance of facing these top guys and making something more of what, you know, of just being the unified 140-pounder. but now it gets real. Now it gets real. Now he has to really face those guys out there that Spence has been, you know, kind of teeing off, you know. And, uh, you know, we, I, I, I'm still hopeful, okay, that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I think at some point it will. I just hope it's not three or five years right. too late. Well, that's also, the thing, I mean, too, Crawford- though. That's the thing, too, though. I mean, look, 
I know you've heard this like everybody else, okay? Somebody, honestly, that doesn't really watch boxing, and we know this. Boxing fans are the most impatient, you know, uh, sports fans of any fans because football fans get to see their team play the other team. Every weekend, yeah. Every every weekend. They get to redeem themselves, basketball, baseball, all the time. Mm The thing with boxing, when I hear people go like, well, the problem with boxing, the guys don't ever fight. These guys. That's not true. They do fight. The thing is, is that it's not on the time that you're asking for. Because if it was up to fight fans, we would cram every single fight in a month span. And we would have nothing to look forward to for the uh, for the remaining yeah, 11 months. A Ray, a Ray Robinson schedule where you're fighting, right. uh, driving around like Cambosos, fighting someone new in a new town every week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, you know, every, every time I hear someone, uh, you know, so-and-so would have never ducked anyone like that or so-and-so never would have done that. Huh. I, I always think I always think back to like Leonard and Hagler. Hagler, I was going to say yeah. that's the first one name yeah. that came to my mind. Yep. You it, it took those five now. years to get that. Took yep. five years to get that fight. Yep, sure did. Um, imagine that in the age of Twitter, people be going nuts. Yeah. Let me um, see that, three. That, name three fights though that didn't happen that people don't even bring up. They don't even remember. They'll rem- they'll talk about the 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 oh the two late fights. Yeah, they'll talk about like you know Pacquiao Mayweather. You know like now Errol Spence and, and and Crawford. But there's there's actually. Off the top of my head, if you could name three fights that really didn't even happen, that you wanted to happen, but we never got to see. They were in talks, but it never went through. Oh, Let's see if we can name three. Oh. I got two okay. off the top of my head right okay. now. Are you, I'll give you mine. You want to hear mine real quick? Yeah, let's go with yours, man. Okay, so here, right now I only got two. I'm still thinking for a three, the third one, okay? The first one's going to be Edwin Valario versus Manny Pacquiao. Okay. That was supposed to happen, didn't happen, and we all know the reason why. But you don't hear anybody talking about that. If you're going to bring up that these fights didn't, like, oh, box, name, and I always ask folks, but then name me the three, just three, of which ones that didn't happen that you expected. Okay, okay. here's one for you. I'm going to cut you off before I forget. Roy Jones and Darius Michalowski. I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Never went to Russia until after. Or Poland, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Never left Russia after, yeah, yeah. That one. Here's another one for you. Um, shit, and I lost it, and I lost it. Um, oh, come Friar back, Leonard. That's the one. That's the one I was going to bring up. Yep, Prior okay. Leonard. Yep, uh, yep. You can think of a lot of them. I mean, like this. Like I would have loved to have seen Lennox fight Vladimir. Or which one though? Our, Oh yeah, yeah, Latimer. yeah, yeah, Latimer. yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry, Lennox. Yeah, but you know, uh, <laughs> but but Telly is the one that made that final decision for. He Lennox. ruined him. Yeah, yeah he said him. Yeah, uh, he was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do anything with these big dudes. These guys are too big." Or uh, I'm thinking Bernard Hopkins fighting like uh, a Michael Nunn or someone like that. Mid '90s would have been a blast. But um, was there? But was it in talks? Were they, were they in talks for that? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know, know if they ever. Not. Or if they were ever serious, Behop wasn't a big name, I guess. No, I mean so that's what he I'm was saying. just kind of your other your other titleist. Right. Um, right. No, uh, I'm talking about fights that were in talks, actually that, talks. Yeah, actual yeah. talks. And Leonard, and Leonard, and Pryor. Pryor was going to the. I don't know if it was in talks, but it was definitely out there that people wanted it. And Pryor, yeah. Aaron, and the Hawk wanted it. You know, and I know that oh, yeah. that Edwin Edwin Valario, the Inca Warrior, wanted that packet fight, and they were in talks because Freddie Roach. And Pacquiao were getting tired of hearing about the oh, yeah. Inca. 
Yeah, they were here. Go, yeah. go to yep. any message board back then, and it's Valero, uh, Valero mania for that and Paul Williams fans back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, here's another one: Bradley, uh, Timothy Bradley, the Dead Storm versus Amir Khan. Never yeah. happened. Never happened. The know. reason why it didn't happen that, that was because that was signed too, wasn't it? No, it wasn't signed. What happened with that was it was going to get signed. A, only if if Timothy agreed to uh, another three-fight deal with Gary Shaw and he wanted out of that contract. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was the dangle above his head and stuff. Here's I a good one. Here's Jesus. a good one, but this was never talked. They never talked. Oh. They actually, they did talk about it, but something, they fell off. It was a little too late, but it still was, you know, I would have loved watching it because now you got Kel Brook versus Amir Khan. A little too late, but still, I think it's going to be fun. Victor Ortiz versus Brandon Rios. <laughs> that can still happen. <laughs> I think it still can happen. I, I just, one, yeah. 168. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd watch it. I'd, uh, I'd watch those two fighting. Like, oh, God, it'd be backyard. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Juan Magamboa. That's another one I would have loved. Um, I, that yeah. Happen. That's Bob's fault. <laughs> but, uh, that's Bob's fault there. Bob's fault. Still marinating. Still mm-hmm. marinating. Like, uh, uh, what's another one? I just had one that was just on the top of my head. Shit. Um, Oh, uh, Marquez against Eric Morales. That never happened. It never happened. It that never happened. It was talked about a lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. We got the Marquez. Each other. We got the never Marquez did. and Barrera. But yeah, Eric Morales. Yeah. No. It got, it got Barrera the, kind of the back end, but still. It was still a good fight, actually. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there are a lot of them. Now I'm going to be up all night thinking about Thinking uh, about it, yeah. Jeez. Like guys I would have. Like playing matchmaker in my head. Here, let me read one more uh, before we get going yeah, here on the Leader Ring Gmail. Uh, Kay Green from Salinas, California. That's not too far from me. What's going on, Green? Here's, this is his thing. Hey, guys. Love the last week's episode. Uh, agree with you guys about the Four Kings. But quick question. Who in the 90s in lightweight division think would have gave all these guys a run for their money and would have been crowned as a king in the lightweight division? In the lightweight division. Um, 90s lightweight. 90s lightweight. Who would have been? Are we, count, well, are we counting Floyd? I was going to say, Floyd was in there. I mean, you you got to admit, Floyd, even with Loma. I think at, Loma. At lightweight. Loma, yep. Lightweight, yeah. he beats all of them. As much uh, as people hated Floyd, he's at, at lightweight, the Sh- guy was Shane a Mosley. Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley at lightweight. 30, he was a 32, 32 wins, 32 knockouts. I think both of them take out all these guys. Yeah. Um, and Mosley does it in a way that's just like uh, brutal. Yeah, I mean he's putting a hurt on some of these kids. Yeah, I'm telling you, he um, had what well, he, he he. I think he still holds the record as the most knockouts in a lightweight division, right? Because he had 32 wins, 32 knockouts before he made the jump to 147 yeah. to face uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar. Yeah, you know what would have been fun yeah. if they were around and really would have tested any of these guys. Uh, Jose Luis Castillo, Diego Corrales. Yep. Yeah, those have been Jeez. proof. I, uh, even like a Casamayor, as best, probably beats a lot of these guys. Um, oh, yeah, Casamayora. Um, yeah, he, even Fritas. Remember Fritas? Yeah, he, he might have not won a title until the early 2000s, though. Was it early 2000s? Uh, maybe same with Castillo. Fuck, Castillo still might be fighting. But, yeah, that's um, right, because Corrales, Corrales and Castillo, they fought in 2005. Four, five. It was yeah, 2005 like in May. In May. Yep. Yep. 
But yeah, I mean, Corrales was uh, Corrales Mayweather was in the nineties, I think. I think that was uh, no, it wasn't in I, the nineties. Is that two thousand one or something? Probably because De La Hoya and Trinidad was in ninety nine. Ninety nine, yeah. Oscar at lightweight, I think he beats most of these guys. Yeah, that's right. So you know I what, think, Corrales and them wouldn't even. Um, you would have I, to take so them out we, of the equation. I, I think we have three lightweights that are uh, better, maybe that are better than all of the guys we have right now. Definitely. Because I don't. Oscar. Well, look, Loma can't make the jump to 147. No. At all. Uh, and these are. Teofimo Lopez, we don't even know yet. I mean, I don't think. I don't know if Timo is that big to make a jump to 147. I think all, th- all three of those dudes make him look bad. Yep. You know. Well, let's think about this. Like what Shane did, he made the jump from lightweight to welterweight. And with the help of. Uh... <laughs> You think that so in that first cream. fight? You think so? I, I know the second fight. He was definitely he got popular. Yeah, second fight. Well, I don't know about the first fight. I, I don't guess. know about the first one because in the first one, man, he that was such a phenomenal fight against Oscar. Yeah. He let his hands go. I mean, really let his hands go. Um, Speaking of a guy who uh, was conditioned perfectly in that fight, though, he my was. God. That was the best it's version a, of Shane Mosley. Every best time he version. got tired, gassed a little bit, and he just come back harder. Yep. Uh, I, I, that was uh, that's a guy learning. how. Training to be in shape, not just training oh, yeah. to train. Dude, he... That was perfect. Him and his dad were the perfect duel in that fight. His dad had the right words to yep. say, um, and he had the right attitude, Mosley, yep. coming out there. You know, and, and that's... So when I go... When I rethink this question here that was asked by Kay Green and Salinas... We, um, got, off, we got off here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the criteria for us is, like, the guys in the light, which were just... I think it's proven that they were just... Uh, from a different piece of cloth, because a lot but of these lightweights these, would jump. These later. are hall of famers. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, these most of these guys probably beat Arturo Gotti and Ivan Robinson and Tracy Patterson. Like, they beat those kind mm, of dudes. That's true. Um, and those are guys who are kind of on and off having titles. Uh, Macho Camacho, where is he going with these dudes? Well, he was how well, by the mid nineties, he was at forty seven, I guess. Right. But yeah. uh, uh, Meldrick Taylor was at 40. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of era, dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it was so different. I, I think, I, think I, 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 guess, I guess I could say it's really tough for me to even make the comparisons because these kids are not, they're not even, well, Loma's almost, you can't say anything. I think Loma's solidified who he is at the lightweight mm-hmm. division and down. But he's at the end and of his down career. Is his best is, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's in. So you could judge him. You could judge him. He, I can't put him as one of the best lightweights of all time. I don't think he is. Okay. Um, but going with Timo, Teal, um, Ryan Davis, Combosa. Combosa has just kind of, you know, worked his, you know, blue collar his way into the division yeah. by beating the man. But their careers are not over yet. You know, I, I still right. got. They're, also, they're all yeah. young. They're all young. They still got to show me, you know, uh, what they can do. And then what goes on from there? But but anyways, I hope that answered your question, bro. I don't know if I we answered it or what, because that's kind of a tough question. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, because I'm even confused now, really confused. We answered with we don't we don't know we don't know. I just got I just got a notification from uh, Wisdom, the Wisdom app. Really? What they tell you? Hey, that wasn't really Wisdom. What you guys were saying right now? That was Confusion app. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, tell, tell me to share wisdom with some share, people. Share wisdom again. Share, share that wisdom. Oh, my God. Um, we got a couple other ones, but we're going to save them for next week. Uh, and we'll be back on next week here on Leave the Ring. This is me, your host, Dave Dwayne, it's 97 Rough. And you can find Brian Fogg, my, my, my co host, um, at Fogg Skies on Twitter. Hey, this will be up clips of the show on the Leave the Ring YouTube. You can find us on iHeart, iTunes, uh, Pandora, um, Apple Podcasts, FM Station. Whatever platform you have on your phone, you can find us one way or another. Until next week, guys, you guys have a great weekend. Don't drink and drive because you will spill your beer. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. <laughs>